Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. It is perhaps my favorite time to say your tee box dysfunction is back alongside the Caddy. Michael Collins? I am the Maddie, and we are coming to you from Augusta National Golf Club in the 83rd plane of the Masters Tournament. And we couldn't be more excited about this week because, first of all, it's Masters Week. Yes. That's number one. That's it. Number two, this is our first official Masters podcast. Because last year we taped the pilot. It was the lost episode with John Daly. And it wasn't released until later. And now that Maddie and Caddy's a living, breathing thing. Yes. It's our first podcast from the Masters. Officially. It is also our 40th episode. Oh, wait. Hold on, though. We can say this. Not our first podcast from the Masters. Well, that's what I just said. We did a pilot. No. We also did something that will never be seen or heard from ever. I'm looking at you Masters. right now because I don't know if I remember what you're. We did a whole series. That oh, will never yes, see yes, yes. The light of day. So, and that one's not, that's not a lost or a hidden one. That's one that is just. That is to podcast what so squirrels are to Augusta National. <laughs> You're just not going to see or hear from them. Ever. So we, uh, we're excited about today's episode. This is oh, our official yeah. Masters preview. Uh, we are taping this on Monday of Masters week. I'm going to set the agenda for you. Here's what we have today. We have Dustin Johnson. Yep. We caught up with DJ, uh, world number two. We caught up with him, one of the favorites to win the tournament, along with Rory McIlroy. He's a favorite, Justin Rose. But we caught up with Dustin Johnson. You'll have that interview. We also caught up with two-time uh, Masters champion Ben Crenshaw, winner in 84 and 95. You'll hear from Ben. You'll hear from what he says back in the day, how it's just so different. Yep. And then perhaps one of the most entertaining interviews we've done. And one of my favorite people yes. in the whole world. Fuzzy Zeller. 79 champion, still the only player to win his first appearance at the Masters. Yes. So we've got that planned for you. We're going to talk all of this in our official Masters preview uh, podcast. But let's start with this. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all of the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers. You get 10% off your first ticket order to save even more money. Go to the App Store, Google Play, and da- App Store or Google Play. Download the Vivid Seats app. For first-time customers, use the promo code GOLF for 10% off your Vivid Seats order. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. For the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter the promo code GOLF for 10% off your first order on Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Michael, because we were out on the course today and we were just, you just feel like golf is back. Yes. And it's Monday of Masters Week and just in the time that we were just kind of hanging out in the area that they call the air quote tree. Under the tree, big tree. Under the clubhouse. Yeah. We see Tiger Woods. Well, first the, I'll set the scene. So everyone iconically knows the front. They look down Magnolia Lane mm-hmm. and there's the shot of the flagpole with the Masters in Flowers, the logo yep. there. And then you see the front of the clubhouse. Well, right on the other side of the front of the clubhouse. And I mean, literally, it's not a... Maybe a 
10 yard walk, 15, 15 yards at most. Right. It's very, it's a very skinny corridor to go from the front door out the back and into the area where there's one lone giant tree that is roped off to the public, but where many of the past champions media is allowed back there. Some of the VIP, the, a lot of members and their families and their guests are allowed to sit back there and hang out as well. It also acts, yeah, and it acts as a patio. Correct. If you're having lunch. Yes. So so what, so what Michael's talking about when you walk out the clubhouse door, if you look left, there's patio seating and then to the right, there's this big iconic tree where people just kind of hang out, congregate that are allowed to be in there. Yes. And to Michael's point, players will leave the 18th. And they always walk through there. That's where they walk through. Yeah, so we saw the way to scoring. So we saw Tiger today, Jordan Spieth, Justin Rose, Dustin Johnson, uh, Francesco Molinari, Sergio, Sergio. Garcia, mm-hmm. caught up with Sergio's wife. I Sergio her, and her wa- yeah, and his wife. Yeah, Angela and their beautiful daughter. Yes. And Azalea. And, of course. Yeah, and she's great. And Angela, actually for the very first time, got to play golf with her husband, here at Augusta. How great on was her story? Sunday. How much was she beaming? About teeing it up and then even laughing at the fact that she was hitting three woods into most of the par fours. And she she was embarrassed that she shot an 86. Do you know how many people would sign up for an 86 at Augusta? You know how many people would pay six figures? To shoot an 86. Thank, at, at Augusta, Augusta. National yeah. Sunday before the Masters get started. So that was a little bit of our afternoon. I uh, got out. You could tell the course is obviously it's in, in, in premier condition. There's going to be some weather to contend with. First off, before the weather rolls in, yeah, I I'm cool. Please, Mother Nature, I'm gonna need you to blow like 30 miles an hour and then dump a whole bunch of rain today, Mon- Monday late night into Tuesday early morning. Please just wash this place out because when we say we were under the big tree, for those of you who are up north and you're talking about, I can't believe it's still cold, and some of y'all had flurries coming from Bristol. That's right. A little bit of ice and whatnot. And then everybody was up there complaining and moaning. And you come down here where everything's in full bloom. Bruh. It it literally looked like there were a couple times when the wind blew hard. Yeah. And we're standing there, standing there with Scott Van Pelt. Yep. Looking up the first fairway, and it literally looked like a sandstorm from Dubai. Of Pollen. And it was just, yeah, straight. It was all pollen. Pollen. And my joke coming in. Cause we're <laughs> Which is so in. true when we went came into the clubhouse and trying to wash some stuff I mean, off. There's yellow powder all over our clothes yes. and our eyes and our nostrils. I'm like, my God. It's like we did an eight ball of pollen. <laughs> it was and like <laughs> it was the episode of Narcos. Oh my God. Basically so, of pollen. And I said, I don't I hope they don't cut that out, but we're saying it on the podcast because it was so true. That's what it was like. And everyone it's what was so funny was when this cloud of pollen started coming off the tree and all of the trees surrounding, everyone turned their back to this thing. And literally I still have because I wore a V-neck. He's picking at his chest right now. He's going down his own shirt, and, and he just pulled out some pollen. I pulled out like like a bud, a bud, yeah, a pollen bud. It's, it's a bud, and not not the Snoop Dogg kind, no. like the kind that's annoying. Which, by the way, you know Snoop Dogg's coming to Augusta. There's no tradition like the Masters without Snoop Dogg, <laughs> which started a few years ago. We're not going to go there. We're not. We're not going to go down. I that did get to play lane. a couple holes with him. Oh, I'm aware. Yeah, we wouldn't put it on TV. Was that you that did that, or was that Marty? That was me. Was that you? Yeah. Were you both out or just you? 
Just me. And you got this story, and we're like, uh, <laughs> Michael, I don't, know how, the... I don't know how to tell you this, <laughs> but as a part of our master's broadcast, we are not going to put Snoop Dogg on. <laughs> not what we're looking for. Not... And it, So you'll have that for the personal yeah. archive. Uh, Either but way. And to collection, I always feel, I mean, we're already in the second week of April, and we've had some very big tournaments already, the players, Bay Hill. Two WGCs. WD, we've had a couple of big tournaments, but it always feels to me that this is when golf starts. Yes. The, everyone's so happy. The weather's great. Well, the other thing, too, is the only other thing going on right now, when this tournament gets started, the NBA playoffs yep. and baseball season has just started. And you have to wrap it up the final four in the National March Olympics. Madness is over Monday is night. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like Monday, as we record this podcast Monday, tonight is the last of the college basketball that's played. And so the only thing coming up is NBA playoffs, NFL draft, and baseball just started. So it's like 180 games in. You're like, man, baseball. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But this is it. And the yeah. people that you see here, a couple of news and notes from the course today. Uh, Tiger nearly holed out at 16. Mate, we heard the roar. And then at we the were clubhouse. told Freddie almost put one right on top of him. Yeah. Freddie Couples. And those two. Heard those, that roar. Those two love playing with each other in practice rounds. But yeah. when you look at the storylines, uh, for this year's tournament, we'll get to the Dustin Johnson interview in a minute. Everybody we, we've talked to and looking at the course and seeing the course, never have I had this feeling as much as I do now that the winner this year is going to be one of the big bombers. It This, this year, I think it's going to go to a distance guy. And that, to me, gives us four choices. Really? Of distance guys. Okay. Dustin, Rory, okay, Finau's a distance guy. Yeah, Kepka's a distance guy. Mm. Not right now because he went on his vegetarian yeah, diet, which man. I'm not going to get you started on. Because- Don't please, but I, you know what? Here's what I I do want to do. Yeah, I'm going to find out from Brooks okay. later this week. Has he stopped that diet, and has he put weight back on? And if the answer is yes to both of those, I'll move him back into my favorite. Okay. To win. But do you agree? Because we, we talked with some of the legends. You'll hear that from Crenshaw and, and Fuzzy. But I, I think Tiger's looking at a top 10. There's something about. Top 10, yes. There's something about this week. I don't think you're going to get an outlier. I think you are going to get a bomber. Ready for a nugget? Yes. Last week, when Tiger snuck up and played, 65. I don't care. About that. See me neither. You know why? I don't either. I, but there are plenty of people out there that are like, "Ooh, told you, he's ready." Yeah, Here we he, go. He's always just like fifty-two at medalist. We're like, "What is that?" <laughs> right? Yeah, don't. But when we saw him today, he had. I told some. What you said? Yeah, he was in full peacock bloom. Oh, he was peacocking. <laughs> I mean, when you when he, he just say what's up when he when he by. walked it. I mean, he just had it. There's something about him. And I was talking to some friends when we did our uh, our Columbia stayover. Um, it's you know an hour door to door. I said there's something about Tiger right now, and I think it had a lot to do with what we saw at WGC. And there was a moment in match play when it was a probably about four or five consecutive holes in the Rory match mm. where he was passing through the ball as good as I've seen him in years. And I think there's something there with him right now, mm. and I do believe he's going to contend. I absolutely believe he's going to okay. contend. I, I I believe that he will put himself into place where he could strike 
So and what does that mean? Because what I don't. What that means is uh, what that means is I believe that by Saturday on the back nine, he'll be within four. There you go. Of the lead. There you go. Because he's. I, I tell you, he's plus one right now. He's already bogeyed one. <laughs> he's already bogeyed the first. Yeah. So if he can just he does that on Friday too. If he can just get through his round, because there's, I, I, I feel really good about him. Okay. I feel really good about Justin Rose. And you know me and Justin Rose. I rode him for every major last year, and he didn't yeah. come through. He's a world number one player again. Yeah, I know. And karma, Fooch is back on the bag. This is the first week his caddy, since having heart surgery, oh, wow. is back on the bag. Now, his caddy was with him and walked every hole at WGC, mm-hmm. kind of to see how fit he was. He had heart surgery. Yeah. This so, is not the place. I mean, that's – The best story about this, though, is Fooch, when he – Gareth Lord, Henrik Stenson's former caddy now. Yeah. When Stenson and, and Lord split and Fooch then had to have heart surgery, these guys are all close friends. Fooch and Justin talked and said, look, you got to bring Gareth in. Fooch said to Gareth, and I got Gareth on video saying this, I'm giving you world number one. I expect him back at world number one. Wow. And now he gets him back, and he's world, world number, number one. one. And Fuchs had open heart surgery, and this is the first tournament Ooh. he's back. And Rose is contended before. That's good so, storytelling. Oh, he contended. Right, he didn't even, miss, that's what I'm saying. Rose like, even miss though I picked Rory and e, on ESPN.com so to win, this story is just like karma. Is stars are aligning, man. So Curtis Strange and I are walking today. And Curtis does. He'll be doing work with me on Thursday and Friday, leading into the telecast, noon to three Eastern ESPN. Two-time U.S. Open champ, does golf for Fox, ESPN. Curtis and I are walking from the television compound. He really wanted to get a, a yardage book, so we were walking around trying to find out where to get him a yardage book. And we were talking about who we he we each picked officially. And I said that I I picked Roy McIlroy. I just think you know this is his fifth time going for the career Grand Slam. Yes. Uh, he won the players. He's in good form. I'm still worried about the putter a little bit, but I still think he's ready to strike. Yep. So Curtis tells me, he says, I'm with you. I love Rory. He said, but I'm kind of, I'm waffling between two players. I said, well, I've always waffled between Rory and Justin Rose. He goes, me too. Me too. I, I, I haven't put my pick out there yet, but me too. Something about Justin. So this is to say, he, we were having this conversation about who to pick. We walk around behind the clubhouse to go near the caddy shack. We figured that would be a good spot for him yes. to look for a yardage book. So as we're coming out near the caddy shack, we're standing there. He's talking with someone, and he gets this tap on his shoulder. I get a pat, but he gets the tap on the shoulder. He's like, how you doing, Curtis? Turns around. First player we both see, Justin Rose. First player we see. Oh, more karma. That's see? what I said. More so then he gets karma. in his card. I'm like, there's your sign. Like, if I hadn't already submitted my pick, I was like, there's your sign. Pick Justin. First player we saw was Justin Rose. Oof. And it's all adding up. Yeah. So, Which also then is disastrous as well. It really is. Because then you start. This is Vegas going, hey, just give us your money. Yeah, hey, look. No, no, no. Just hit number 11. <laughs> I'll bet it again. So in, in terms of favorites, I Patrick Reed, the defending champ, uh, was a great story last year. There, was, there yeah. were storylines there. But I, I, I look at how this season is shaped up. And I like that no one's talking about Ricky. No one's talking about Ricky that yeah, much. Yeah, which is a good thing for him. Curtis and I also talked. Think about the 40 and over crowd. Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Henrik Stenson, Matt Kuchar. These are all players 
that have the game in their 40s to contend this week. I'm not going to say win, but absolutely be in the conversation. Yeah, I would say uh, Kuchar definitely is going to rock a top 10. I don't believe he can win here. But he'll be in contention again I because think he, he always can top is. ten. Yeah, yeah, I think he and I think he knows he can top ten, so that's where he always ends up. Stenson, I'm not sure about, but he's, he's a ball striking. Yeah, he is. But fool yeah, he, he is. That's the thing. But he's been going through some stuff yep. that's like that's affected his golf. And I would, I wish him and Gareth would put it back together. Yeah, like put the team back together. What are you doing, yo? So it's like um, this place has a way though. It I has know. a way of people. If you're Jordan Spieth, for prime example, he's no been how bad you're playing. Yeah, I think in his last eight or nine starts pre Valero, mm-hmm. he didn't crack the top thirty-five. And in his there was last one day at Valero, he didn't, he didn't hit a fairway. No, and so it he's, was all native area. <laughs> he's been disastrous. <laughs> yeah, but this place has a funny way. Him and Phil. If you're familiar with, the, there's something about it. They just love it. Yeah, him and Phil are the two guys that. Whatever they did before, it don't it don't matter. Don't worry about it. When they get to Augusta, something clicks, and they're just like it's almost like they take a deep breath. Give me when's you- the last time I want to ask you this? Yeah. When's the last time that we got to the Masters that there was this much potential from all the top dudes? You want to know that I, I'm glad you asked that because I could sit here right now, I could name 15 guys that I could convince you could win it. Yeah, 15. Yeah. I haven't even brought up John Rahm yet. Right. That's what I'm saying. He's got world-class game to win at this place because he's long. And after what happened to him at the Players' Championship, I had a debate with a guy just the other day and and was talking about he believed, oh, well, that he's done. And I was like, no, it's the opposite. Right. And everyone said that with Rory. Remember when Rory first collapsed here? It was like, well, he's done. We ain't got to worry about him. He'll never recover from that. And then at the next U.S. Open, he dropped the hammer and beat the snot out of everybody. Right. John Rahm potentially could do that here this week. He's one guy that we're not talking about. And no one is. That's what I'm saying. That's the other thing. He gets. When's the last time he gets to come under the radar anywhere? Here's another one that I could argue could win this going away. Yes. Tommy Fleetwood. He's another one, but but it just goes to say huh. that the, the the sport's never been healthier. Because I can bring up guys. Look, here's one you'll laugh. What about that dude Jason Day? There's another one. Yeah, who who we thought was left for dead and then contended at the players. But he's as long as he's left for dead, he's cool. I know. I, we you know what one of Jason Day? We just need to find out what's wrong. Right. What is his ailment this week? And if it's something that you go, oh, yeah, he's going to win like that. Yeah. Then, when he's bang. got something going on, yes. you just count it out. But there's another. That, that's three guys, right? four guys that we've brought up that are world-class players no one's really talking about. Nah. Your guy. You like Franchette. No one's talking about him. Yeah. He might he might be playing better golf than anyone in the world. And, and that's because everyone's like, oh, he's not long enough to win at Augusta. Okay. I All mean, right. part of that's true. What about Hideki Matsuyama? Somebody, somebody from a wagering podcast is very hot on that dude. Really? Somebody who who actually? So hmm, how can I put this? Someone who has the ability to actually move odds lines. I see. That I spoke with is very high on Hideki Matsuyama because of. 
how well he's done here. And he does notoriously do well here. Yeah. And that's the thing about the Masters. If I'm going just based on golf with my own two eyeballs, I'm staying as far away from Jordan Spieth as I can. But you know what my eyeballs have also showed me in his five starts here? He plays really Don't well bet here. against him. Right. He plays. Don't I think his worst him. finish here was tied for 11th. He went 2-1-2, yeah. right. 11, <laughs> and then what was he last year, fourth or something, three yeah. or four? Yeah. That's absurd. You shouldn't be able to do that here. Ooh, I know. But he does what you need to do here. I don't think – well, you'll hear Ben Crenshaw Crenshaw, say, yeah. We, I said this a month ago that it's a second-shot course. I don't care. You can – you don't want to be at him. It's funny that you say that, but I actually interviewed a bunch of past champions yeah. about this place. And the first thing every single – I had Tiger, Zach Johnson, Charles Schwartzel, Bubba, Patrick – and did I say Zach Johnson? I was just yeah, you did. And okay. I, was just, I was like, I must, I must have missed that podcast when they came. It on. wasn't a podcast, no, because you weren't around. Because I, I know, like, like you're being a baby right now. <laughs> You'd be a baby if I interviewed them without you, and then just put it on. It was I just must me. just miss that episode. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be just sitting outside. So I'm, like, I'm not doing it. Fine, I'm out. <laughs> so I got six guys. Yeah. Former former Masters champions to describe all the holes and every single guy. When I said what's the most important aspect of this hole, every hole that was not a par three, yeah, said you have to hit the fairway. And Reed said on fifteen, it's not even hitting the fairway. You got to hit the right side Bottom of the fairway. fairway. Well, if you're gonna go for it in two, correct. So. As much as this, people say this is a second shot golf course or a putting golf course. Yeah. Every guy said you got to hit the fairway, which is weird because this is a golf course where it's not really rough. No, it's not. It's, but these guys put a premium on hitting fairway, and it's not a course where you're in jail much if you miss off the tee. Correct. It's, then that's why it's always interesting because it certainly favors. Certain types of ball flights. I think, Sometimes I think a that high, was the other thing talking about the guy who does numbers. I think a high ball flight's important here. I don't think so because of the way the wind plays in the trees. Interesting. When you throw a, a golf ball high up into the air, it's going to get hit by three different wind currents. Yep. One that's low, one that's up amongst the where the foliage is, and then if you get it over top of that. But I've never. Associated this place much with wind. Ooh, I think it, I think it can come up. Oh no! But I don't know that it's a. Oh, and I could be dead wrong on that. Down, especially down towards the all the holes that are down in the valley. Yeah, when Amen Corner. Yes, yeah, twi- hole, but like the second shot on one. The second shot because you're hitting it yeah. off an uphill lie. When that ball gets up in the air, there's a crazy stuff that happens in that wind. That no one, you don't feel that when you're standing on the course. Every year, when we're lucky enough to be here and I walk the course, I come away with one thing: one has to be one of the worst holes in golf. <laughs> I'm seriously, that has to be one of the biggest <laughs> holes to play. Oh, you mean just like out I mean, the box? No, welcome, no one welcome. Slap you in the face. No, that that yeah. is, you know what that is? That's yeah. that's taking a shot of Jägermeister on an empty stomach. <laughs> like you get it's up there, burn. 
and I can't, like, no one talks. You know why? Because it's such a, now on the tee, four-time Masters champ, Tiger Woods. Hey! Even Tiger said when there, Tiger said that win. You were talking about yeah. win. Were you talking about win? On that hole with no win whatsoever, it's an easy three-wood. It's just a little cut three-wood. Number, But for a right-hander, cutting a three-wood, not fun, because most guys love the, the thing they love to do with the three-wood Turn it over from right to left. Yep. That's an easier shot for most professionals than hitting a hold-off cut three-wood because of that bunker. Well, but that's why he bogeys a hole all the time because he, he has a cut swing anyway and, and he double crosses. Well, and how many times does he hit three-wood? Well, he should. He doesn't, though. Well, he should. Most guys don't because of that win. Because, but with the, and because it's an evil hole. The pomp and circumstance of hole one at the Masters oh, yeah. buries the lead of how just tough that hole is. Yeah, I was looking at today. Curtis and I were looking at today. He's like, I can't play that hole right now. He goes, I hit it 260, 275 still. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> and then the green? Well, that's what Tiger said. Get it. Tiger said that the, the green, if you have to hit driver because it's playing into the wind, yeah. even if you're jacked up on adrenaline, that green is not designed for a six iron. No. Are you so, hit it high, hard, and get it to stop. Or else it's rolling off the bat. that. And depending on where that flag is, if you miss in the wrong spot, forget it. Hey, Ernie Els, you're gonna six putt. You're gonna double bogey <laughs> hole one while you're still getting loose. Welcome to the Masters. I mean, that's just it. So yeah. I mean, how's that Jägermeister sitting on yeah, that empty? Body? How's that empty stomach? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, we've got 17 more holes of this. But see, that's where two then gives you a little bit of a breather. Like here you go, it's gonna be the easiest hole on the right. golf course. Here's your par five. And a chance for Eagle if you you know Get don't the shot do back stupid. we just blew for you. Yeah. And then three is the short par four mm-hmm. that they can knock an iron down there and then it's sixty five, seventy yards in max. Yeah, and that's then all got about the, hole hole location. Then you've but then you've got the tough par three on four. Uh, let's just call it a short par four. That's all it is. Even Zach so, Johnson said it would depending on where that flag is he he is not afraid to lay, hit it short left and chip to a whole location. Think about the layout. Because it's easier. Think about that, what we just did. One, brutal. Two, scorable. Three, scorable. Unless you leave it short. I've seen so many guys leave their sh- sh- uh, chip short and it rolls yeah. back. Uh, four is brutal. Five now is nasty. Yeah. I, They've done it's so great. many. We'll, we'll hear Dustin Johnson talk about five. It's. I mean, it's. But. This place, as much as it sometimes yields to scoring, those first, even the par three six isn't easy. Oh no, no. So I mean, no. I, I'm trying to remember who I got to describe that six. Adam Scott. Yeah. Adam Scott described the sixth hole and was saying the problem with the back right hole location at six is there's nowhere to miss. None. There's nowhere to. You miss. You can't throw it long. No, no, long's no you're, long you're doesn't done. work. Yeah, long doesn't work there. Even though I kind of thought, well, long wouldn't be too bad, but he was explaining why it didn't. And I mean, it was it's it's fascinating this place. And even Adam, like who's not real boisterous about a whole lot of stuff, he laughed and was like, honestly, there isn't one easy hole. The Augusta doesn't let you breathe. They does, which is something you normally hear from the U.S. Open. And these are masters. These are dudes who have green jackets. Well, the reason they it, they say that because I think you'd be thrilled being one under through six, thrilled. And okay. so, but then it allows itself to score. Yes, you can score on eight. But if you and seven, if you hit the fairway, you can score on seven. You can score on 
13. You can score on 15. You can score on 16. Mm. So there are areas where the course will let up. Yeah. But Sergio did 7, 8, and 9 for me. It, the, 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 the penalty, though, with the holes, yeah. they will get you. Yeah. And that's the difference. Like number 9. Right. That's another Nine's a Nine's a – the Nine book, and one. They bookend each other of just absolute hell. <laughs> I mean, I I wish, and, and we were talking with SVP about this today at the tree. Like, I wish, and, and, and Angela Garcia, right now we're talking about it. I wish people could see, because TV doesn't do it justice no. how steep this place Correct. is. Correct. So the walk on one, you get your kicked for the first, the first nine. Right. And then you got to end it with nine. Which, which is, is another hole. Which is another hole where you hit a great drive and you're like, yeah, I'm going to get this hole now. And then you're, and then you're like, well, wait. How am I going to hit this off a downslope? Into an upslope. How am I going to hit it up yeah. off a downslope if I'm not – like number one and number nine were almost like holes designed to torture. That's all they were. That's a, that's a torture device. That's like, hey, welcome to but, Augusta National Golf Club. Tee off. Oh, you think you first nine? Yeah, feeling good about yourself? Yeah, let me teach you what golf is really all about. And then go take that long walk from nine to ten. The and, m- and think about that's what you exactly just what I was going to say. Think about you just it's like it's you know it's a parent spanked. grounding you. <laughs> I want you to think about what just happened. Time out over there. And now you got to go to ten, which you can get rewarded if you hit the right spot on ten because it slopes down, yeah. as SVP calls it, the greatest sledding hill in your neighborhood. <laughs> And 10, you can get there, but then it comes back with 11. And so this is a course that demands precision most of the time. Yeah. And there are so many players that are capable of winning. One of them, 10-to-1 favorite, world number two, Dustin Johnson. We caught up with him earlier this afternoon. So if I'm going to talk to somebody who's been out on the golf course, I'm going to talk to one of my dogs who can go deep, Dustin Johnson. What's this course like have, that you've seen so far? Uh, I mean, the golf course is always good. It hasn't, hasn't changed much. I mean, the changes on five and then, you know, a little bit of green change on 18. But other than that, you know, the golf course is the same. I mean, right now, but it's like this every year, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's soft. And, you know, greens are the greens are rolling really nice right now. They even got a little bit of speed. But, you know, of course, it's soft, like, like always. And somehow from Wednesday to Thursday, it firms up. <laughs> it's amazing how that happens. Yeah. Tell so. me about that fifth hole. When you walk back to that tee, what's it like visually now for you looking at it? Because it's different, right? Yeah, it's, well, it's, but visually it's not. It's uh, it's the same visually because okay. the bunkers they just move those back and you know the the hole looks you know almost identical. It's just fifty yards longer. Um, <laughs> you know it, it's I mean it's a, it was a good hole before. Now it's a really good hole. Um, you know it's just one of those holes where you take four fours and and you'd skip it. Dustin, growing up in Columbia, only about an hour away. Is there something special about this week? being so close to the tournament and almost kind of a local event for you coming from the area yeah it's it's definitely special it's always been special to me you know especially growing up so close to here and you know being able to have all my family come down to watch is it's definitely a special event for me i mean it'd be special no matter what but but yeah being so close to here it's it's you know one major that i've always uh you know really watched and you know always you know as a kid growing up always a putt to win the Masters. Yeah, so, no. um, yeah. Did you always make that putt as a kid? Most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
most of the time. <laughs> I'd like to have a chance though as a pro to, to just see what I got. What's gonna be the What's gonna be the hardest part about this week? I mean, it's just the golf course itself is always the most challenging part. And, you know, just for me, staying patient, staying focused. You know, that's the hardest part for me. All right, man, go have fun this weekend. Hold up. Thanks. There ain't no stairs where you stay in this year, right? No, <laughs> I'm staying on the first floor. Well, man. By the way, I I know I, I give you a lot of, uh, like, we have fun poking at each other. <laughs> I I couldn't tell what my immediate emotion was if I was proud of you or like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that when you made the, the comment at the end. The back joke. <laughs> the stairs? Yeah. <laughs> You know why? I'll tell you why. And I thought he handled it well. The body language wasn't too bad. Well, you know why? Because he knows coming from me. Yeah. That it, I'm 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 messing with him. That I'm I'm teasing him. Like it, he. The reason that I know I could say something like that to Dustin Johnson is because he knows that if it's coming from me, it's actually coming from a a, a good place. Yeah. No, I, I really it, am just needling him and, and you, giving him. And there was a laugh with it. I just couldn't believe you did it. And the fact that he stopped and when he turned back and said, I'm staying on the first floor. By the way, in a pro's pro, I'm going to give Mike all the credit in the world for this one. Because typically he's not really good with holding a mic and getting sound correctly. But you got the mic in there for the response. Yeah. I was very proud of you for that. I got the recording device. Yeah, just, so he, he was holding the yeah. mic and he got it in there. What everyone has to understand when you're listening to these interviews is that – there was all kinds of disastrous things happening with my recording device. Oh. So I was like, there's all kinds of ambient noise that you're going to be hearing, and it's the wind and the pollen, and what about, so it's all kinds of, I don't know. You don't know yet? If it worked or if it did, I don't know. We're going to see one way or another, we got someone recording talking. Okay. So. This makes me feel none better. Um <laughs> And Let's so, just say the quality's not like us sitting here. Well, yeah, we you didn't, know we're in a special. We didn't expect it to be yeah, to studio form. Yeah, um, although but, it is the masters. Like there is nothing that this place could do that would surprise me and go. Well, there's no way they did that. That's this place is that special. Yeah, and like, we, there's no, if you went, you know, when you stand on the left side of the tree, take two steps out and then two steps left, yeah. and it's soundproof five by five when you're standing there you would go okay and it would be yeah you definitely you're in and you got i don't know how they did it i don't know what's over these branches and whatnot but for some reason in this particular spot outside it's soundproof yeah <laughs> that area right there it's acoustically perfect okay, okay i don't think it is but i'll take your word and for then it. it is so uh let's let's wrap up dustin before we get to to gentle ben i i believe that He's he's his game and his mindset is in a really good spot. Oh, his strokes yeah. gained around the green, I think, has improved every year. I think he went from thirty third to like twenty six or something now. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to be really good in that spot here. And for that reason, I'm not going to be surprised when it's he and Rory or in the final pairing on Sunday, and if not the final pairing in that cluster of three or four that are within striking distance come Sunday. DJ is all going to be putting dependent. How hot yep. can he keep that putter? Because we know length is not going to be an issue with him. No. Or finding greens in regulation is not going to be a thing. I think for DJ, what's going to matter most is 
when you have that eight to ten footer to save par, yep. is that going dead center? Or is it missing high? Is it missing low? And then what do you do after that? This is one place where I think DJ doesn't necessarily have a short memory. It's hard. I, even here, I think it's hard for him to let things go. Right. If he has a bad hole or two. Yep. So if he can find a way to do that, then game on. And you heard him say it. He's a Columbia kid. He grew up in the area. The Masters would be special anyway, but he's got a lot of family out here. This, For those that don't know, Columbia to Augusta, door-to-door is maybe an hour and five. Yeah. And he grew up there. So this is regionally a big tournament for him. And the sly smile on his yeah. face when you said – well, did you make all of those putts? And yeah. Sly smiled and was like, most of them. Most of them. Yeah, because yeah, he, he did, we all did that. We all had that game-winning yeah. moment. His was, his, his was, his was a uh, putt at the Masters. So, Dustin, it, it, he's going to factor. A lot of people think it's his time. I mentioned a second ago, this is Rory's fifth opportunity at the Career Grand Slam, trying to be the sixth guy to do it. Um, there's so many storylines here. And, it, look, forget winning a green jacket. Mm. This man won two. Ben Crenshaw, 84 and 95. And I will tell you a story about the Crenshaw interview after you hear the Crenshaw interview. Here's what he had to say about his annual trip to the Masters. What's it like now for you coming back here and being around this? It's it's just it's festive here. And Julie and I enjoy this week so much. And I, I'm believe me, that course is so big. I'm so happy I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> But the course has seen stretching and lengthening, which it should should be that way for the modern players who we never believed. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit older, but I, we never saw the ball going this far. But it's not just a few people; it's everybody. Uh, it's hard to fathom that. I'd say of the people who are here this week, sixty seventy percent of them can carry the ball three hundred yards. And we never thought we'd see an era that that would happen. So the club has done an unbelievable job to keep up. And 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 it, the course is still, playing the course is still the same. I still think that the approach, I think the approach shots to these greens are sort of the unsung part of how you play this course well. Because the greens are so severe. If guys hit the ball pin high or where they want to on the greens they're going to do better than others so um, so much emphasis is on power but it's the second shots the approaches but what sets you up for these greens are some of the most terrorsome greens uh, on the face of the earth <laughs> you had said it there a second ago about the, the lengthening of the course you know back when you know they tiger proofed it and made it more difficult for him with what they've done to the course how has that opened it up for more players to compete and potentially win the masters relative to let's say 15 20 years ago well these guys are first of all there's so many capable players and you think of of all the guys that that i've seen in the last two years that come from all over the world you look at them and say that guy's capable of winning and, and that guy's capable of winning and they've played well around the world They've tested themselves. Uh, you still have to have a silky touch uh, on and around these greens, which are really problematic. But you also have to have nerve and courage. 
uh, and you have to make the, the right decisions. And you and you can't. You've got to be bold at times. Yeah. You can't just plod your way around. It, it, you in order to get ahead because somebody's going to take chances. And I've never seen a place where if you if you take chances and you bring it off, then you it, it elevates your position. And if you sort of lay back, somebody will, pa- will go past you. So you've got to take some chances at times. What did it take to win the Masters back in your day, and how does that differ from what it takes to win the Masters today? Well, it was it's more of an approach play and, and getting putts down at the right times. Yeah. Because, you know, there were some people who were – Longer than than you were, but they were not not fifty and sixty yards longer than some other players. So there was there was not that much of a gap between you know distance wise. So, but I'm saying all these guys are long now, but this course is that fifth hole is something else. You got to go back on the back tee and watch, look at that thing, and go wow. Yeah. That's the modern game. It's 500 yards. And equipment has done a lot with that. Very much so. Yeah, but these guys are athletes. It's like Dave Stockton told me. He said, "He said Ben, he said the caddies today are in much better shape than we were. <laughs> That's why he's not a caddy anymore. thought that was a great line. But the one thing about when I watch video from older masters and older highlights, back when you won, even in, in the second time that you won, you could leave a putt above the hole short. That would never be the case today. How do you think it is that the greens have gotten to where they are today here? Well, they're 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 razor uh, like. There's there's no question. I, you know, you look at highlights of those years, and you're you're hitting the ball harder on the greens. And there now it's, I mean, really glass like. There's places. Congrats. God, you look good doing Thank that. You. Thank you. Oh, my Lord. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, sir. That was a lot of fun. You it. Hey, Caddy. What's that like right there? Master That's cool. Champion. I walked by because I didn't think you knew who I was. <laughs> Keith Mitchell. That's great. Former guest of the podcast. That's right. Guest of the podcast. He was on our podcast yeah, as well. Yeah. So these but greens no, and that, the speed. I mean, well, I just take... When Arnold Palmer beat uh, Ken Venturi on like 1960, makes that putt up the hill on 17, he slammed that ball up. And you'd knock it off the green these oh, days, yeah. but they're so much faster. And like a putt on 12, I've seen guys in back in the past watching on years that you won, you yeah. hit a putt down 12, and it would come up short, Yeah, which is not possible now. No. No, they're, they're, it takes a nerve and a touch. And, and imagination, imagination. And, uh, I, you're the two shots you play on and around the greens is 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 critical. Yeah, everybody would love to watch a 320 yard drive out there, but the climax is still on and around the greens in a lot of respects. We know your relationship with Jordan. Uh, we know the story. This year, Jordan's been struggling of late. Got it together last weekend at Valero. When you see what he's been doing this season, how would you assess where he is with his game and mentally coming into this week? He's closer. He's closer, but I can tell he's uh, 
frustrated, and he's trying a lot of things, which he should. I hope he doesn't try too much. You go, you a golfer during his career, you don't want to go way away from your natural tendencies. I mean, that that's something when you want to improve so quickly. Sometimes you cut across and you do things that are out of your norm. The golfer always has to be on guard for that. So. But I'm going to earnestly watch because I'm fully behind him, and I want him to do well as as, as much as anybody out here. And uh, I, I, long range, I'm not worried about Jordan. He's got such skill. But uh, it'll be interesting. He familiar surroundings to him might help tremendously. Yeah, he Let, seems to. He, there was a couple of years ago where he was struggling coming and didn't have a swing, and I think he's found himself in the top five. Is there something about the makeup and the eye of the course that if you are struggling, you do come to a comfortable place? I know what to do here. I know that I can do that here. Does that play a lot into it? Oh, I, I think so because he's an imaginative player, which you have to be. You have to be here, uh, and he enjoys that challenge. And it's, maybe it's more visual to him. Yeah, he's that kind of player. So. I'm, I'm hopeful he'll have a good week. Last thing I want to ask you before I let you go. There's a lot of people that have their favorite memories of, of your wins. Mine especially was the hug, the embrace with you and Carl Jackson. But I'm curious to know what's your greatest memory from either one of your wins here at the Masters. What's the one thing that, that you remember the most? Well, I'd say both of my wins, but the 95 win was it was out of this world. But to give Carl a hug like that, it felt so good for both of us to win. Because we were, you know, when you're 43 years old, you don't have many chances left. But also, I'd say the last day I played tournament competition here, it was, the people were so nice to Carl and I. Because we've been joined at the hip here. uh, And he's helped me so much. And uh, it was uh, one unbelievable day. And it's a day I'll never forget, but uh, it was time to move on, but I'll never forget that as long as I live. Man, you got me choking yeah. up again. You did it <laughs> again. So Hot dog. Thank, Thank you. you so Thanks, much. Man. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, so for those that like behind the, the curtain uh, interview stories, we left the media center, <laughs> went to the tree. <laughs> Hanging out, saw Crenshaw, both cons and I like, he'd be perfect for the podcast. Oh, it's going to be Two-time great. winner, yeah. known as one of the best gentlemen in the sports I've, history. I've known him for for a really, really long time. So we get up there, we're ready to go, and we uh, apparently thought we were ready to go. And I and I always ask this of Michael, did you test it? Yep, we're good. Yeah. Is the equipment good? Should you get the equipment ready while we're waiting so when we get up to him, we can just go? No, we're good. I thought we're good. And I tested everything. In the media center before we walked out to make sure because I didn't want anything like that to happen. So we get up to Ben Crenshaw, two-time Masters champ. and yeah, he's sure. I'll chat with you guys for a minute. Would love to. Perfect. Standing there waiting, Collins can't get the recording device to turn on. Not, not, not work. It won't turn on. It won't turn on. I'm taking batteries out, taking the back off. Where even Crenshaw's like, um, 
You, you got? Need, are you all right? You, you need good? some help? Are you good? And no, we're and I'm having a panic attack now. Yeah, and inside I'm shaking my head like I knew it, I knew it, and then I'm I'm a cross between like shaking my head and John Rom, <laughs> where I just want to blow my lid off because Ben Kreitz was sitting there waiting for it, <laughs> and I'm I start making small talk with him, and then it just clear it's not working. So then when the other assembled media that saw Crenshaw was over there with us, yeah. sees Mike. Looking like an absolute idiot trying to figure this out. One of them was even like, you good, Michael? You need more batteries? So then all of a sudden. one of the batteries falls onto the grass. So then it falls onto the grass. like crazy. So he's fumbling all the time. So as they see Michael literally and figuratively fumble this interview with Ben Crenshaw, they end up getting him. And start talking to him. So there's like five guys. So then at this point I'm like, all right, at least these other five people are going to get the interview we wanted. We need to now go back to the media center, which isn't close. To get the batteries. Oh, no, we got to take shuttle ride. So then we got to take a shuttle ride. So we get in the shuttle. Hold on, though, because <laughs> let's be honest. You go, come on, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I was like, come on, we got to go. Yeah, that was not a happy tone. And so then, happy tone. It, and it shouldn't have been. <laughs> so then we're walking down the hill. I'm like, dude, next time bring backups. So And I was like, well, why would I bring backups when I checked it? I tested this thing in the media center. I don't understand. So we at this point, I'm like, there's no way Ben Crenshaw is still going to be there. So we go down. We jump in the shuttle. Jump in the shuttle. We we start the shuttle ride, and all of a sudden. We're a third of the way there, and I'm I'm ready to throw this thing on the ground. And I just start flipping buttons and all this kind of stuff, and I look on the side. And I was like, what's this hold? And I flip the switch on hold, push the button, and it turned on. It starts. Full battery. And he goes, then he flashes it at me, like, look at this. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I go, stop the cart. Yeah. He (laughs) told the guy, stop the cart right here. We'll get out. Yeah, we jumped out and ran back, and who was still there? Ben Crenshaw. That's how we got to the interview. But it was a a now funny moment uh, that we had with him. So coming up next, uh, again, we appreciate it. Which is ironic, too. The, The funny thing, how about Kevin Mitchell? Keith. No, Kevin. Oh. <laughs> see, Kevin, Kyrie. You got to see? Yeah, I got to see. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see? Yeah, it was very Levitard of you. Exactly. So Kyrie With Mitchell. Tom <laughs> Kyrie Mitchell. Uh, Keith Mitchell running by. Yeah. And Ben just, like, his eyes light up. Yeah. And the best was what, what Keith said afterwards, like, I didn't even think he knew who I was. Yeah, he goes, I walked by him on purpose because I didn't think he'd recognize me. <laughs> And that's the beauty of the Masters right there. Yeah. A guy that's won it twice, lasted 95, two years prior to Tiger's historic win, and he gets in because he went to tournament. He wins the Honda. He's in the Masters now, gets two years exemption. He's playing at Augusta National. He's got to have that oh-my-God moment, and something like that happens in front of us that we get to witness. And that's just the incredible part of being near the tree. Yeah. We talk about the tree because that's where all these guys pass. The green jacket's there. You have to wear your green jacket if you own one. If you've won one. And that's what happens in the beauty of Augusta. Speaking of owning and having a green jacket, coming up next, 1979 champion Fuzzy Zeller, the only person to ever win the Masters in their first try. An entertaining conversation, plus we'll give you our predictions, plus I'm going to ask Collins a very important question because I think I found something on him that he doesn't want anybody to know. That and more coming up next on Maddie and the Caddy. I love Dollar Shave Club, and it has everything I need to look, feel, and smell my best. What I love even more is the fact that I never have to go to the store. That's because, one, Dollar Shave Club delivers everything I need right to my door. Two, they keep me fully stocked on what I use so I don't run out. 
Here's how it works. Dollar Shave Club has everything you need to get ready, no matter what you're getting ready for. They have you covered head to toe for your hair, skin, and face. You name it, they have it. And they have this new program where they automatically keep you stocked up on the product you use. You determine what you want, when you want it, and it shows right up at your door from once a month to every six months. So that's what I do. Please, listen up. For Dollar Shave Club toothpaste, how often do you have to set it automatically to be sent to you? How nice is it to never run out and never have to think about getting toothpaste? No, it sounds funny, but you don't want to worry about toothpaste. Right now, they've got a bunch of starter sets you can try for just $5. Their oral care kit. After that, restock the box. It ships regular-sized products at a regular price. So what are you waiting for? Get your starter set for just $5. That's it. $5 right now at dollarshaveclub.com, dollarshaveclub.com slash Maddie. Again, dollarshaveclub.com slash Maddie, and you get a starter set for just 5 bucks. Welcome back to Maddie and the Caddy, our Masters Preview. We are both down here at Augusta National Golf Club doing our particular work for ESPN. Uh, we've enjoyed the, the brief Dustin Johnson conversation. Uh, ben Crenshaw, a legend, so kind, so generous. I thought what he said about Jordan Spieth was fantastic. We'll see if that comes to fruition. But then there's a guy <laughs> that I saw he and Michael make eyes when we were <laughs> under the tree. And it was like, picture that moment where you got Michael and then you got Fuzzy. And you, you get that, that uncle, that, that, that yes. drunk fun other like, get over here, you son <laughs> And that's what it was like. The funniest part about that for me was going over and saying, hey, man, you got to jump on here. You're going to do this with us. And he was like, nope. Not really? And you, when I go, come on, man. And you go, no, no, no man. He said, no. I was like, he ain't doing it. <laughs> I like, ain't doing it. I don't think you understand, you know, this is the one time where, you know, Fuzzy being Fuzzy and me knowing him the way that I know him. Yeah, I was like, he's not doing it. No does not then, mean no. And then you look at me like, you know, man, he's coming on. <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> maybe maybe no means yes in your guys' relationship. <laughs> so then we go back up there and he tries again and Fuzzy's like, man, why aren't you talking to that guy? He loves, he loves talking. That was the funniest part when he goes, why don't you talk to that guy over there? And I was like, uh, cause that dude ain't got a jacket. And he just busted out. Fuzzy laughing. thought it was the funniest thing he's ever heard. Yeah. So without uh, further ado, 1979, Master Champ Fuzzy Jeller with us. When I say I'm, uh, standing with a friend, this is one of the guys who I have known probably the longest yeah. out on the PGA tour. But your greatest claim to fame here at Augusta National is this thing. You are still the only first timer to win other than the very first time they held the event. Mike, can you believe that? Would you, Fuzzy Zeller, would you, if I would have told you that in 2019, would you believe me? No. Honestly, I wouldn't have. You think of all the talent that has come up and down Magnolia Lane for the first time and experienced the same thing I experienced in 79. It is hard to believe that somebody hadn't popped through and won. But it is one of those things. It's been 40 years. And it still shocks me it's been 40 years. But that says a lot, too, about the caddies that are here because it wasn't long after. It was two what, years. Two, two, two years? I think it was two years. Yes, 1981, where yeah. guys were allowed to bring their own caddies. And you were the first one to say, without the caddy that you had, an Augusta National caddy, yeah. you had no chance whatsoever. Well, Jerry, uh, you know, when I, we, I joke all the time. I say, you know, it was like leading a... The shepherd leading the seeing eye dog, the seeing eye dog leading the blind guy. That was me. I was the blind guy, and Jerry led me around. 
He told me where to hit, where to miss. If I had a bailout, I had to miss on certain areas. You know, that's local knowledge, isn't it? That plays a big part in this golf course. And those guys, uh, the young guys come out here and they think, well, my caddy's good enough to do it. There's a lot to know about Augusta National that you just don't get the first two or three practice rounds. You know, I think we would all agree that it's surprising if you're the last first timer to win it. But is there now a part of you since it's been 40 years where you secretly say, I still want to be the first guy at the end of this year? Undefeated Dolphins? Well, you know what? That's made the best guy win. Yeah. I don't care if it's first guy or somebody that's won before. You know, I just like to see good golf. And uh, I played yesterday on this golf course. It's a young man's. Oh. It is yeah. a young man's golf course. <laughs> wow. What, is what this baby long? long? Oh, it's long. Yeah. It's playing long. The ball's not going anywhere. So, Who does that favor this week then based on how it's Yeah, going? your power golfers. Of course, mostly on the tour. That's all you got anymore is power yeah. golfers. Yeah. They're all big and strong. Hit the ball a long way. But, uh, yeah, power golfers, uh, guys who can drive the ball a long way is a definite advantage. Other than the length of this golf course, what's the biggest change that you've seen around here? Well, it, you know what, it's not really the changes because you really, uh, with the naked eye, you would never notice it. Well, I mean, think of some of the greens that they've changed. Now, think about it. They change greens every year here. They did five to this year, and you go look at that, and you think, well, they didn't do anything to this green. <laughs> well, they have. Yes, they did. You know, they, they've kind of done it and softened some spots on other greens because, you know, over the year with the speed of the greens, the slopes have gotten bigger and top dressing and everything. You just, you got to do it. But to the naked eye, you would never notice it. They do it so gingerly, I guess is a good word for it. That was such great pride that they don't want to lose, you know, the look. Yeah. I, I, but yes, they, they do have pins. They have pins like five green. You go out and look at five. They got a pin in the front below the humps now that never used to be there. Uh-huh. And they softened the hump on the left a little bit, mm. back left corner, back right corner. But if you look at the green, you think, well, they haven't done anything to this green at all. But, yeah, it's, it's the subtle stuff that they do that really, unless you know and you've been here, you would never notice it. How valuable does that make the practice rounds then? Because well, Nate it goes back to the, the you know the notes you have the notes you have every year, yeah. but that's where that local caddy comes in. Mm. You know, I mean, most caddies not going to pick up on it. You know, they might hear it in the uh, caddy shack over there. Well, they soften that green, did that, and then they walk up and they go, oh, they didn't do anything to that. <laughs> yes, they did. Until Thursday or Friday. Oh, now the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't read it right. Well, every day the greens get a little bit faster. You know, up to Thursday, so. And I understand we're supposed to get some rain here later on this afternoon. But they got the sub errors. They got those units they were pouring, they were pouring the water out of them yesterday. I could hear them with the sub air units yeah. on it. Uh, yeah, it's amazing what they can do here. Just, it's magic. You know, because you're a Masters champion, how special it is to be in this club. 40 years later, can you still explain that? Just very fortunate. I'm very fortunate to be standing here staring at you two yahoos. You know? But uh, what an honor. What an honor. Uh, just, uh, you know, I know I get to wear it one time a week, or one time a year for one week, but it's still an honor to do that. You know, and that's like I say, it's just not here. It's everywhere we go. You're a Masters champion. You might have won 40 tournaments on tour. You don't have the green jacket. It's, you know, the Masters is big time. This is magic. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, man. see, that's why you said, hey, why don't you go talk to that guy? What'd I tell you? Yeah. Uh-huh. He ain't got a jacket. He ain't got a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't got a jacket.
talking to him. Oh, God, love hey, it. You know what? What's the hardest thing? What's the hardest thing about being a Masters champion? Is there pressure that goes along with that? I think, uh, no, I think the hardest thing, uh, what Schubert Green taught me how to say it, is the word no. No. Uh, you know, two little letters. You think, well, hell, it's easy to say. It's not that hard. Well, yeah, it is. Because you got so many people throwing so many different things at you, especially after you win. And you're throwing, dangling these bones out in front of you full of cash. And it's hard to say no. But you just have to sit back and say, i got to do it or I'm going to kill myself. Mm. Yeah. So if you had to, if I gave you... You can give me anything you want. All right. Twenty dollars. I'm going to give you an opportunity to pick who you believe is going to win this week. Who would that be? Well, you know what? Tiger's going to be in there because I was talking to him earlier today in the upstairs champions room. Uh, Rory's playing well. Uh, God, Adam Scott said he was whacking it very well. You know, when you see these guys kind of beaming up in the locker room. They must have a pretty good feel for what's going on right now. So does that stuff happen? Take me inside the locker room. What goes on in the Masters champion locker room? No, just really a bunch of guys are BS. You know, filling a bag full and they throw it out the back door. It's, it's really no different than any other locker room. Oh, come on. No, we need a, we need a little each other a little yeah. bit, but that goes along with it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's, and that's what it's all about sometimes. Exactly. It's just having that camaraderie right. and whatnot. That's... It's how often? How often do you get to come up and just play? I don't do that. Really? I've never done that, Mike. You know, I respect the place so much. Even as is that, I have never come in here early. I do the Sunday before with a guest of mine, one player, and that's the only time I ever play. But I don't. I don't come in. Uh, I don't feel that's my position. You know, I mean, my job is this week the corporate side of it. I'm, I'm pretty good at what I do, mm. and we have a good time in the evenings. But as far as for me to come down and just play golf, you know, I don't think I would enjoy it nearly as much. Wow. Wow, that's man. And you know what? I respect you, and you already know I love you to death. Oh, so like, enough to now say, man, go hang out and get help your boy well, here. We're going to yeah, get some autographs. We're on a mission right now. <laughs> that's Thank what you. we're going to do. Oh, Those are, I love the old school guys. Yeah. You want to know why? Because they have such an appreciation for what they accomplished. They have such an appreciation for this major championship. But they also have such a respect for the talent of the player on tour now. Now, yeah. But uh, you know what? It re- it really took me back. I had I didn't know. As long as I've known Fuzzy, that was the first time that I have ever asked him about him coming back and playing. Yeah. And the fact that he doesn't do it. Like, that is... Saying something not only about how he feels about this place, but saying something about Fuzzy the Man. Mm-hmm. That as much fun and as goofing off and as stuff as we do, yeah. he still holds this game in such reverence yep. that he like he wouldn't want to feel like he would ever do anything to disrespect the game. And yet for this week, Hanging out in that champion's locker room, like he said, with Tiger, and they're needling each other back and forth. Mm-hmm. And you think about the history when you say Tiger Woods and Fuzzy Zeller, boy, there's a lot of people that feel real prickly about yep, something they like remember that. Remember that. So now you hear, wait a minute, what are you talking about? The two of them are up there needling one another and yeah. stuff like that. But that's a, that's the locker room. That's what happens in. That's what happens in most locker rooms all over the place. But you take this one and how exclusive it is. And it's even more. The champion's locker room? Needling and 
I mean, those dudes are sharing lockers. Legends. Yeah. Sharing lockers. Yeah. It's, to me, this place is just like showing up at the Hall of Fame every year. It's like showing up at a Hall of Fame, seeing the best of the best. Because this isn't an open field tournament. No. You got to qualify to get it. Yeah, you have to you have to get that letter in the mail. You got to say, "Hey, congratulations, you've qualified." And one of the ways to get it is win a tournament. So if you're good enough to win a tournament, you're in. Some yeah. But if you win the Masters, you've got a lifetime exemption. Like there are so many ways to make this tournament. But being around these guys, I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah. Uh, so our, you know, our thanks to uh, Crenshaw Fuzzy and uh, DJ, DJ for hopping on with us for our Masters preview. So let's get into some of our picks. Okay. Um Let's go with – let's start with a long odds player that you like. Long – okay, well, what's long odds? So. Let's go 100, 100 to 1 Oof. Oh. in that, in that um, realm. What's Tony Finau? Not that He's, long. I didn't think his odds were that long either. Let me pull some up here so we can kind of. All right, so these are the ones I always use. Vegas Insiders is my long cool. So I'm going to give you. I will list. I'm going to go 125 to 100 to one. These are the guys that are listed 100 to one or 125 to one. All right. Brant Snedeker, Charlie Hoffman, Ian Poulter, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Siwoo Kim, Webb Simpson, Billy Horschel, Brendan Grace, Charles Howell, Hal Tong Lee. Keegan Bradley and Rafa Cabrera Bayo. Charlie Hoffman. Hoffman, a guarantee to be in the top 10 after Thursday, and you may, you may never see him again. He loves Snedeker himself. will be in the top 10 Friday or Saturday. Snedeker is a good 100 to 1. Out of this group, Snedeker is the guy that I would pick. Snedeker or Poulter? Over Hoffman? Yes. Wow. Okay. I'd put Poulter over Hoffman right now. Really? At 100 to 1. If I had $100 or if I had $20 to put 100 to 1 on, Poulter. Actually, I did in Vegas. I'll take I'll take Hoffman. All right, who's a Vegas guy? Oh, I see what you did there. Hey, hey. six forty five. Ooh, good money. I'll give you two good monies right here. Oh, okay. Adam Scott forty five to one is great money. No Sergio Vegas. Garcia fifty to one is really good money. And Hideki Matsuyama at thirty five to one. Remember what I told you is good money. And what I told you, yeah. So, like, if I'm hearing it from people that do that gamble for a job, yep. and that person likes Hideki, if you give me a hundred bucks and say you can only put this on one person mm-hmm. at long at mid size odds, yep. All right, hello Hideki. Even though I'm not, I was not a huge. I'm still not a huge believer in Hideki I'm Matsuyama. Not I'm not either. But it's like if these dudes are all, if they got scientists working on stuff and they got like Bryson DeChambeau whiteboards up and yep. they're crunching numbers and stuff like that, and this dude's name gets spit out. Right. There's a reason. Yeah. I agree. All right. Somebody somewhere is making some cash off of this dude. So he's going to be the one at those odds where you have the best shot at making big money. So we both made our picks for ESPN.com. We both went Rory McElroy. We both feel that, that that's Rory's time. Give me, if you're going to pick five dudes, give me four others other than Rory McElroy. That you like. Okay. 
of the top dudes, J Rose on top of that list. Hundred percent. I'm with you. So we're two for two. Yeah. Number two, Ricky Fowler. Under the radar. Finished second last year. Under the radar. Did finished that second. under? Did that under the radar too? Right. Under the radar. Dustin Johnson and is in a real good place. I, I don't know that I'm going to put DJ in front of John Rom. I think I'm going to put John Rom first because he's another dude who's after what happened at the Players Championship. He gets to come in so quiet and under the radar. And like you were talking about how Tiger looked when the way he was walking, the way John Rom and his caddy looked coming off the golf course today. Mm-hmm. I know it's only Monday. But the way they look coming off that golf course, I was like, "Yep." I don't, yeah. and, and I'm an Arizona State guy, and Rom's an Arizona State guy, and I, I, I pumped the John Rom train, and I backed off, and I, I sold my ticket for a while. I was, I don't say, know if I'm ready to get back on. You still standing at the station? I'm, st- I'm a little, I'm a little leery of his mental makeup on the course. That's why I don't mind the that players. Play- I feel so good, but I don't mind that players get mad on the course because they do. I. I get bothered by guys who let the anger get in the way of their game, which I think Rom has done. When he has a tantrum, I think I think it, I don't think it makes him better. I think it gets in his head and he gets worse. Well, he he doesn't have a short memory. He didn't have a short memory. But it's a new John Rom. Yeah, which is why he was in the position he was in. So you like Rom, okay? Yeah. So if I heard you correctly, we're going Rory, Rose, Ricky. Rom, who's your fifth? Rory, Rose, Ricky, Rom are your four. This is going to sound crazy, but um, I'm going to say Jordan. It's not crazy. Well, just here's here's why it's crazy. It's because there is nothing in the past year that would make you go, well, Jordan's turning it on. I'm with you. But when it comes to here and this place, also with you, just like what and talking to Crenshaw, it's like if Gentle Ben tells you, "Yeah, he's gonna be just fine." This, like what, brah? The last time you said something like that was when you was Ryder Cup captain yep. and said, "I just want everybody to know I feel something special." We'll see what happens tomorrow, and we made the most epic comeback the United States has ever made in Ryder Cup history, yep. and took that cup home. So when you're going. Real subtle, just gentle Ben like, he gonna be just fine. When he says that, it's like goosebumps. Where's my money? Yep. Yep. Give me, give me fifty dollars. Let me George move the line on speed right now. Here's a guy that we haven't brought up, and I think our lists are similar. I love Rory. Yep. I really love DJ. You know, I love Justin Rose. Okay. And so for the other two spots, there are two guys that I'm looking at that I believe are gonna have really fantastic weeks. I'm off and back and forth with with Rom. I think Paul Casey. Is a guy that's going to find himself very much in contention, and I think he's playing really, really well. But another guy that we haven't talked about once on this podcast. Do you think Paul Casey can win? Yes, I do. Seriously? I do. I think he's a guy that doesn't have a blow-up hole. I think he's a guy that can just plot along. I don't. He doesn't have the otherworldly talent of Rory or DJ. I'll take Francesco Molinari over Paul Casey. To finish higher this week. Here's the, Let's do a Madden caddy Let back. me do a caveat, though. No. Yes, here's why. Paul Casey cannot win if he's got the lead. If he's in the lead on Sunday, no shot. Okay, all right. So, but, No shot. Let's do a Maddie and Caddy bet. 
who finishes higher? Who finishes higher? Casey or Francesco? So I'll take Paul Casey. You'll take Francesco. All right. And what are we betting? All right. I'm not allowed to bet the beard. All right. Let's not bet the beard. Let's just, uh, we'll do. Five bucks. Wow. Yeah. Okay, fine. Was that not enough? Five bucks and a cocktail. Perfect. Done. All right. All right. So the one guy that I haven't we haven't brought up once this podcast that I don't know how this person's under the radar, and I can't believe his name hasn't been dropped once. Phil. Justin Thomas. Oh. See? That's the Masters. Justin Thomas is the Masters in a nutshell. We've talked about ten dudes, and he's not one of them. And I still believe he's one of the top three iron players on tour. <sighs> so there you have it. The thing with Justin Thomas is, and I love Justin Thomas to death, has he done? He's one guy who I would actually want to have seen something to make me go, ah, he's Masters ready. But you know what it is with him? Of maybe any player in the world, he's a run and hide guy. He's the guy that's got the game. He could run and hide with this thing. Maybe, but he hasn't done anything that makes me believe he would do yeah. that. But and but unlike run Jordan and hide guys, Phil, don't matter. Okay. All right. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, hey, there's, look. there's four of those on two. And it, it, I will say this. You're exactly right when it comes to if Justin Thomas got the lead on Saturday, yeah. everyone would be like, why were we not talking about Justin Thomas? There you go. How do we forget him? And that's why I love this tournament. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, I can name 15 guys and I could say on each of them winning the, the, the Masters. And so. you know what that means? Congratulations, Charles Schwartzel, yeah. winning your second. <laughs> Congratulations, <What>? Xander Shoffley. <laughs> no, don't say that, yeah, man. We just saw him. Yeah, we did at the tree. We man. did see him at the tree. Xander, I'd be cool with Xander yeah, Shoffley like winning too. Look, Xander, I but picked... that would be of all the people. Right, I, I can't lie. I picked Xander to win the play. Yeah, Xander's a friend of the podcast, so we can't make fun of him in that way. Like, yeah, yeah, it's fair. Let me make we fun saw of Bryson another guy. DeChambeau too. Congratulations. Alex Noren, you've won the match. Perfect. That's a good one. All right, so I'm gonna end. I want to end with this. I want to ask you. You're gonna. This is that thing you want. Yes. I don't want people to know. Yes. Oh, uh, here we go. Which one are you? And you, we look. If I'll be honest. If there's one thing Maddie the Caddy do, we don't lie. You know I don't. Are you white dogwood, juniper, tea olive, firethorn, or Carolina cherry? Well, T. Olive is number one. No, which which one are you in this little feature that I found in a magazine? Are you in this feature? I don't know. Were you interviewed for this feature? No, I don't think so. You weren't. Damn. No. Because they asked caddies who were the ultimate source. For the first time, Golf Digest has partnered with the Caddy Net has partnered with the Caddy Network. Yes, of which you remember. That is correct. To bring you the uncensored thoughts of five caddies. But I do have to tell you this. Yeah. Um, because of my standing with ESPN, I got it. I will never be in that publication. Okay. So. I thought I had you caught. I was like, Caddy did something and he used an alias. No, nah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. And it was your when time. They decided, when they decided, when Caddy Network but got it was, with this but publication. But that's also your thing. That right there, we actually, I might need to call somebody. Yeah, that's your thing. Yeah. It's titled Caddy Confidential, which that's, is your thing. Yes, it is. Okay. I don't know if we got a trademark on that either, but we should. So There's was also, I was I too wrong in assuming that? I thought I had you. Nah, man. Because I saw all that. I'm like, wait, and he's with the Caddy Network. 
correct. I am with the Caddy Network, and I am famous for Caddy Confidential, but that has zero to do with me. Okay. Because that would be, that would actually, it would, it would be a violation of my ESPN contract. Of which I won't, I wouldn't write for them anyway. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Well, I I thought, I thought we were going to have an amazing. But now that I know that it's called that. Yeah. I need to make a couple phone calls. Yeah, and oh, look what I just started. Not right. cool, man. I, somebody owes me some cash. So here the, here's the deal. I thought I was going to have a good gotcha moment. Now Ooh. we've got an opposite gotcha well, moment. Well, we got gotcha. Somebody owes me some cash for hey, stealing my money. Enjoy the Masters this week. Oh, bro. This has been awesome. And I by know. the way, we're going to be doing a podcast at the IMG house later this week, a live podcast. Yes. So we will well, do I don't it. know when, when we're going to do it live Wednesday there, but when we're going to put it out. We don't know, but that could be another Lost podcast. And we're definitely doing a podcast to wrap up the Masters that's right. and talk about everything that happened. So that's going to do it for this week. Uh, you'll catch all of Michael's stuff on ESPN.com this week. He's also doing a Twitter show. Yeah, Twitter show is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's Twitter and YouTube. Okay. So all ES- on the social media for ESPN. Okay. It's uh. It'll be leading in from 2.30 to 3, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, leading into live coverage. It'll be on Twitter and YouTube channels live. You're going to jump on with me one on of those Wednesday, days. Yeah. SVP is going to come on. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun little party. We're doing a food thing. We're going. To, I'm going to do a little sneaker. I'm going to do a golf shoes yeah. part and all the new stuff that's coming out. So we'll give you some Maddie oh, and Caddy yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, and then Thursday and Friday, I will be hosting 12 to 3 p.m. Eastern. On Sports Center at the Masters, I'll be doing the three hours of Danny North, Curtis Strange, uh, leading up to the live coverage on 3 p.m. Eastern on the network, uh, first round coverage. So we're happy to be a part of the coverage. We thank you for the download. Enjoy Masters Week. It is a big, big week in golf, and we are happy to be a part of it with you. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.